If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk, and I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Facebook, down for the moment. I'll work on getting that back up. Oz is helping me. I forgot to set with this new program. forgot to set up one of the cameras. So anyway, it is good to be here. Thank you for joining us. And um, hope your day is off to a wonderful start. We've got lots of things to get to today. I want to spend some time here. Spend some time here talking about Tara Reed, the allegations there, um, and and really looking at the differences. Also, want to talk a little bit about Joe Biden, uh, the candidate for vice pre- or for president of the United States. For the Democrat Party, he's got, of course, some problems with the allegations about um, from Tara Reid. But not only that, the guy, as you know, is a one-man gaff machine. He's like a gaff factory, is what Joe Biden is. And so Biden yesterday, Biden yesterday uh, made some comments that I want to get to that have thoroughly entertained me. Thoroughly entertained me um, as I have been preparing uh, for today's show. So we'll get to that as 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 well. So I want to start here. I want to start here by looking at just how different it is when you're a Republican versus when you're a Democrat and you're accused of sex. You know, I don't want this is not just sexual um, assault, and I'm not minimizing that. Please don't misunderstand me. This is this is that, and to the point of rape. He has been accused of rape. Say it again. Joe Biden has been accused of rape. It's not sexual harassment. I'm not condoning any of these things. I'm not minimizing them. It's it's as though. We start with bad things and we add to them, making them even worse. Joe Biden isn't his. The allegations made against him are not in the world of sexual harassment, although there are sexual harassment claims as well. I'm talking specifically about the most egregious allegation made by Tara Reid. So it's not sexual harassment. It's not sexual assault, though it is sexual assault. It's worse than sexual assault because what she's accused him of qualifies as a rape charge. 
qualifies as a rape charge. Vice Pre- or Joe Biden, former vice president of the United States at the time, senator. And look, he deserves the presumption of innocence here. He deserves to, um, you know, answer the accusations. But the accusations also deserve to, uh, deserve to be heard. And that has not happened whatsoever in this instance. Not at all. Absolutely, unequivocally has not happened. I'm looking here at a Fox News article written uh, by Gregory. So he has compared the timelines, the timelines of the Brett Kavanaugh allegations and the allegations made against Joe Biden. And here is what he found. Day number one, day number one of the Kavanaugh allegations made by Christine Blasey Ford, September 16th, 2018, a little over a year and a half ago, within minutes, he writes, of the Washington Post story outlining Ford's claim that Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her at a high school party more than three decades earlier, the New York Times immediately publishes a story stating that Kavanaugh's nomination was in turmoil. Turmoil. So pause. Pause and ask yourself if the New York Times has written, not even immediately, no, because these allegations now have been made public, have been made public, have, have in, there's been different phases of this, but the, the most recent release of this story, telling of this story, came in an intercept story, which was about a month ago, March 24th or 25th. She was also interviewed on a podcast, she being um, Tara Reid. Has the New York Times published anything about this? Actually, yesterday I shared, <clears throat> excuse me, I shared that the New York Times had written a piece explaining why they haven't done anything. I think it was for 18 days at that time, whenever that, whatever the timeline uh, puts us at there. So, again, we're on quarantine time, so I can't tell if it was, uh, you know, two days ago or two months ago. Again, I saw a, I saw a shirt uh, the other day. I think I saw it online, and it said 2020 was an interesting leap year. February had 29 days. March had 300 days. And April had five years. And for many people, they feel like that. So our perspective of time, because of <clears throat> the associated quarantine, shutdown, whatever you want to call this, that were stay-at-home orders, these things that we're dealing with, um, make the, the, the timing... Um, it's not like normal, I guess. We we can't just look back and we have to really think, man, how long ago was it that I, at least I do, how long ago was that when I really read that or saw that? But I remember it was 18 days at the time. So that would have put us sometime in, in early, early to mid-April. So a couple of weeks ago, the New York Times writes a piece explaining why they haven't talked about this. They didn't say that the Biden nomination, the presumptive nominee for the Democrat Party was in turmoil. They didn't say that. Um, Also, as Gregory writes here, Ford presents, this was Christine Blasey Ford, day number one, presents no uh, independently verifiable evidence that she had ever met Kavanaugh, ever even met Kavanaugh. We know, we know that Tara Reid met Joe Biden. She was on his administrative team she was on his staff when he was senator 
By the way, Biden was senator for 36 years. 36 years. This guy's run for president. This is, what, the third time when he first ran for president. I was in elementary school. I was in elementary school. The party of hope and change and progress and all of that, uh, this party that's ever looking forward, goes back to someone who's been in Washington, D.C. for, well, for half a century, as a side note. But we know, we know that Tara Reid knew who Joe Biden was. Not only do we know that, well, let's go through this and and compare and contrast. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Also on day number one, CNN shockingly reported the news immediately with an article and another article comparing Christine Blasey Ford and her testimony, what they believed to be her future testimony, at least the allegations made at that time, were like Anita Hill's testimony. You remember Anita Hill who brought the allegations against Clarence Thomas back during his Supreme Court nomination process in the early 1990s. You remember that. You remember when uh, Clarence Thomas said that this was a High-tech lynching. You remember that, right? So so look at the, the, the history here. When does this become the biggest deal? When do these things become the biggest deal? When it's Clarence Thomas, when it's Brett Kavanaugh, when it's uh, Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, the, the allegations against Trump that have been made do not rise to the level of rape. Again, not minimizing, not minimizing sexual harassment and assault, but... These are these allegations made against Biden include actual rape allegations. Rape. Crickets on this. Day one when Christine Blasey Ford came out, New York Times saying that the nomination was in turmoil. CNN jumping out and publishing a ton of stories. All sorts of damning stories or uh, you know, trying to just trying to, to make this part of the narrative. And, and look, I mean, it needed to be discussed, but we went from there was no presumption of, of innocence. There was no concern about gathering facts. All we know is, is that there's an allegation made back in 2018, and a, a Republican a Supreme Court nominee was um, potentially going to be the Supreme Court, a Supreme Court Justice of the United States. And, and, the left wanted to stop that. The left wanted to stop that. And so they jumped right in right in line with this immediately, day number one. Also on day number one, Senator Dianne Feinstein, Democrat California, announces her opposition to Kavanaugh. So we had politicians beginning to line up. Day one, folks, against Kavanaugh. There's no way in the world, day one, that they know anything other than what they were told by the accuser. She says this, Supreme Court justices should not be an extension of the Republican Party. They must also have unquestionable character and integrity. And serious questions remain about Judge Kavanaugh in that regard, as uh, indicated in the information I referred to the FBI. You remember this. She received the information earlier, um, several weeks earlier, and chose to keep that stuff to herself until, um, well, she decided to to manage her own her own timeline. There, she didn't just pass that off to the FBI for 
for that to be looked into quietly. They wanted to make as big of a political, I don't know, a political um, scene of this as possible. And by the way, mission accomplished, Democrats in the Senate. What happened day number one of Christine, excuse me, of of uh, Tara Reid's allegations against Joe Biden, March 25th, 2020. She's tell, talking to podcast host Katie Halper. This is what she says. It happened all at once, and then his hands were on me and underneath my clothes. And he, he's leaving out the graphic part here. I'm not going to say it either. You can You can read it for yourself, but... Uh, some very graphic uh, things are described in the allegations here, but basically she refused him, and she says that he said, come on, man, I heard you liked me. She continues, for me, it was like everything shattered. I wanted to be a senator. I didn't want to sleep with one. She goes on, uh, said that she told her brother, Colin Moulton and her mother and a friend about the incident. Both Moulton, her brother, and her friend confirmed Reed's account in interviews with The Intercept. We also know that there, now this wasn't on day one, but we also know that Reed's mother called in to CNN back in 1993 to talk to Larry King, asking him what someone, uh, an anonymous, her anonymous daughter, could do. Uh, in response to what happened to her at the hands, she didn't mention Joe Biden, but of a prominent senator. She was out of options. She didn't know what to do. Her daughter was distraught, you know, destroyed over this, understandably so. So we have that. Well, in the phone call, we, we've heard it. We've seen it pulled up, thankfully. Thankfully to those who keep a library of those things. <laughs> and. Greg rewrites here. Meanwhile, why CNN is wondering why is Bernie Sanders still running for president? This wasn't mentioned online. This wasn't mentioned on air. This was dealt with with the proverbial crickets. Nothing. Nothing. And I mentioned the New York Times publishing a story explaining why, um, you know, why they weren't looking into this at the time. They don't do. They have no interest in this. It is reprehensible what we're dealing with, and that's just day one. That's just day one. I'm going to take a time out here. I'm going to come back because we've had people, people who are so well, – we got, we've got women who are going to be potentially vice presidential running, uh, you know, running mates, candidates for that anyway, that have been interviewed recently. They're not, they're not – directly you know people aren't peppered about these things but they're out there saying that joe biden's a champion for women because of the things he's done uh, done for them the things he stood for for all these years hogwash hogwash champions of women champions of women if look i'm not saying the allegation is undeniably true but if you don't deal with the allegations we have to at least I mean, we, we, if we don't know any other side of the story, there's a reason that once the prosecution makes its case in court, the defense responds. The defense, they don't have to, but there's a reason that you should at least cross-examine the, the, the state's witnesses. Otherwise, 
Otherwise, you're going to hear one side of the story, and the jury's going to have a difficult time seeing any other explanation for the series of allegations and the evidence. And so that is – right now, that's all we've heard. Right? Even the Bible talks about this. At first, when you first hear the story from the prosecution, I think this is in the Proverbs, it sounds right. But then you hear – then the cross-examination comes, and then you realize, oh, there's some other things I need to think about here. Biden needs to give us some other things to think about here. Biden needs to address – not in the sense of diverting our attention, but in the sense of explaining what really happened here. Can't be one of these superficial statements about, I realize now that maybe I did things that made women uncomfortable now that I look back. And if I made you feel uncomfortable, I'm sorry for how you felt about that. I'm sorry how you interpreted my actions. No, no, no. This is, these charges, these charges, there's no part, it's not rubbing some girl's shoulders that you come up behind and sniff her hair, Biden. This is allegations of rape. Literally an allegation of rape. He could be charged absolutely with rape. So, got to take a time out here. When we get back, I want to share some more things about this. The hypocrisy. Where is the media on this? I mean, we know to a certain extent. But to another degree, they're not going to look into this, discuss this, act like it exists until there's an obvious amount of pressure that's you know, it's unavoidable for them. So we're going to do that when we get back. Also, um, I'm going to work on getting the Facebook feed up. I'm sorry for those of you that watch us on Facebook. Uh, I just had a tech tech glitch here, first segment, but I think we'll have it up and running. Here when we get back, you're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Talking here about really the media's complete lack of interest in talking about Tara Reid and her allegations against Joe Biden. And I want to be clear. I want to be abundantly clear. And yes, by the way, we did get the Facebook cam up and running. Uh, sorry about that technical glitch. I'm still getting used to this new uh, new software. But anyway, that's my fault. It's my fault this morning. Um. But look, this is we know we know that this is the way that they're going to respond, but they're not going to do anything about it until they are forced to do so. And they should do so. Folks, I am not getting ahead of ourselves here. I'm not anywhere near prepared to say Biden is guilty of the charges that have been levied against him. I am, however, prepared to say and I have said that the evidence presented by Tara Reid is much more comprehensive than what we saw from Christine Blasey Ford. That's not even remotely, they're not remotely close. I mean, we have evidence of a call placed to a, a cable news program back in 1993 <clears throat> asking about the situation while wanting wanting to remain anonymous her mother when she called in asking larry king for directions on where else her daughter can turn 
to report this, uh, these these allegations. Uh, of course, now we know it's against Joe Biden. She said it was a prominent senator. That's all she said. It was a prominent senator. She didn't name the party. She didn't name anything. She said, my, my daughter doesn't want this to become, you know, doesn't, doesn't want to uh, basically um, harm the reputation of this guy. Or she, just, she doesn't want to bring this to the media. So they could have done that back in 1993. We've got corroborating witnesses who remember hearing, hearing these charges. You compare that again. You can repair, compare that again to what Christine Blasey Ford testified to back before the, the Senate during the Kavanaugh hearings. And these things are nowhere in the same the same ballpark. But yet, one it, it's it's all political, and of course we know that. But it's sickening. It's sickening to think that it is all political. Where is the interest here from the media in reporting this? Where is the desire from the Democrats to want to deal with this? I, I, look, I'm not, I know that nobody wants to deal with this. There's things, there's, there's parts of these allegations I haven't even uttered on this, on this program because, candidly, I don't want to have to say, and maybe I'm forced to at some point, but it's just not – it's not good. I, I sat on a jury. For those of you that have listened to this program for some time, you know that almost two years ago – it's hard to believe – almost two years ago, very close to exactly two years ago, it was May of 2018, I served on a jury. And the charges against the defendant were very, very serious. It, it included – well, there were no murder charges, but – the result of what he and um, his girlfriend at the time did resulted in the death of a five-year-old boy. And when I say resulted, I don't mean it was just um, you know someone being negligent. It was I, – I believe that the prosecution and the police thought that they had enough evidence. They they know the child was 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 murdered, but they didn't know who to charge with murder, the defendant in our case or the mother, the 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 defendant's girlfriend at the time, and so they instead charged them with other lesser charges, but very very serious. And I remember sitting in that deliberation room. And I remember this. Very, I would, I've talked about this. I've shared this before, folks. I as a cons- <laughs> the conservative talk show host here, right? I mean, we have certain, there's certain things that people think about conservatives in general. You tell folks you're a conservative talk show host, and they may believe, um, they may believe that you're the devil incarnate, that you have, you're heartless and you don't care about people or what have you. You know how this goes. It's just completely erroneous. Nothing could be further from the truth, but they have they have, they have ideas that have been placed in their hand, candidly, candidly by the same jokers in the media that refuse to look into the allegations that Tara Reid is making against Joe Biden because Joe Biden is their guy, because the Democrat Party is their party, because they are by default the PR firm, the public relations firm for the Democrat Party. That's what CNN is. That's what the New York Times is. That's what... Washington Post is, NBC, CBS, all these jokers, MSNBC. So, but I bring up that trial to say, I was literally, 
as we were going through the evidence, because the, the the ultimate, the last charge that we had to, well, one of the charges we had to make a decision on was conspiracy to commit, conspiracy to commit murder, I believe it was conspiracy. And it was a little harder to go through that process. And I mean, conspiracy is tough to prove, especially when there were certain things that we couldn't look at. And so there were lots of questions, and there was back and forth, and there was argument. Not, it, it didn't really get intense, I guess, maybe slightly. And folks, it was me, and, and people at the time, I think, misunderstood. I wasn't arguing for anyone's innocence or for anyone's guilt. I was simply saying, yeah, we have a standard to reach. And I know walking in here, before I have a conversation with you, it's, it's reached, it's, it's climbed up that ladder significantly. Let's talk to see this. If if the remaining evidence after we talk this through eclipses that um, uh, that level or not, and I was I was effectively the spokesperson for uh, at least people, some people would say for defending the defendant, but it was really about getting to to truth, making sure that we did we did our job, and I was the last one, the last one really to uh, to, to move my vote. So I'm not in any I'm not excited. And by the way. The guy, the guy that we convicted, I mean, he was based on the the evidence we saw even during before the jury was selected. You could tell this guy was not a good guy at all. The things that he said about this kid were inexcusable, reprehensible, and downright evil. But yet he still needed a fair trial. And the same is true with Joe Biden. Joe Biden Joe Biden is bad for America. He's got bad ideas. He is, um, he's, well, leading, I guess you could say, the Democrat Party, which, you know, whose platform is becoming more and more anti-American with some of the things they want to see implemented, including socialism and other things. Uh, the party that defends late-term abortions and all things like that. So... Even with that said, Biden needs a fair hearing, a, fa- a fair, you know, the ability to, opportunity to defend himself. But he's not taking advantage of that, and he's not being held to account for that. Again, day one with Kavanaugh, the media was running left and right. The nominations, you know, the, the nominations in jeopardy. I have, there's nothing about the nomination of Joe Biden being in jeopardy. We've had people come out. Had people come out and say that Biden should not be the nominee. He should, he should resign with all these allegations. But that's a, I mean, that's a person here or there. That's not, you know, everyone else is effectively standing by this guy, including the women who are on the short list to be his VP candidate. And Oz is telling me it's time to take a timeout, and she's right here. I've got to do that. So we'll take a timeout. Want to continue this, but I also want to talk with you. <laughs> about something Biden said yesterday, which I think, you know, all these other things aside, how terrible he is for for the United States of America, um, these charges brought to him by Tara Reid, um, you know, just the, the terrible ideology that he represents from the radical left and so forth. Push that to the side a second, and I'm just looking at this in the most superficial way as possible at this particular moment. So like the left in every other category of their lives and and the way that they view these things normally. But just the joy of being a talk talk show host with Joe Biden out there producing sound bites like the one I'm going to share with you 
when we get back. I don't know if it'll be next segment, but in the second half of this program. You know, I've said for a long time with this coronavirus, COVID-19 situation, we've got the health side, the economic side, and I've been saying that's two sides of the same coin. Both of these things are important. We have to we have to find a way to deal with both sides of that responsibly simultaneously because you, there's no pause button in life. You can't pause it and say, let's fix the health of, you know, and totally shut down the economy or let's totally open up the economy, run hog wild, and then, you know, pause the health concerns. It does These things have to work simultaneously. So, but there's apparently a third side that I was remiss in pointing out. Biden has pointed that out for us. And I'll be sure to get to that. Yes, Oz, it's time to take a break. So I'm going to do that now. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. So, again... Where is the interest here? I know I've talked about this a lot the past couple of days, but I think it's absolutely, positively, without any question, the only way that this is going to get addressed is if sources or uh, groups like this show, bloggers, um, other news outlets that you know aren't in the mainstream, don't have the collective amounts of audience, other online sources, other talk radio programs. This We have to make sure that this is, is known. And what happens from here happens from here. I'm not, I'm not, again, trying to suggest that Joe Biden should be found guilty or treated anywhere nearly in the same way that Brett Kavanaugh was. That is not my point at all. Joe Biden should be dealt with and, and, and handled fairly in this situation, justly. I don't like, as I've said before. I think the the word fair is the four letter f word in this uh, in this house anyway but justly right he needs to be able to respond to the allegations the allegations need to be they can't just be vague and they haven't been vague but I'm saying if if they're specific allegations Biden needs to be asked about them which he hasn't been Biden's team should be putting something together anyway you'll notice they tried to pull a little sleight of hand here in their in their statement um the end i mentioned this yesterday the uh, one of the folks on his uh, on his staff his campaign team they said uh, biden or all women deserve to be to be heard and you remember for those of you who are astute when kavanaugh when Kavanaugh, when all this happened with Kavanaugh, actually even before Kavanaugh with the Me Too movement, it was women deserve to be believed. Now it's women deserve to be heard. It's actually correct uh, that they do deserve to be heard. We need to uh, be sensitive to what they're talking about while also trying to be just and fair, again, four-letter F word, to those who are... um, being accused because there are examples and I don't want to say that it's if you're accused that the the odds are greater that it's false I'm not suggesting that at all but it, there's certainly times it's not especially with hope high profile people high profile people running for for president of the United States 
By the way, this um, Tara Reid said she voted for Hillary Clinton back in 2016. Not happy. She's not happy with Clinton, who yesterday just saw it up on Fox News, comes out and endorses Biden. You know, where have these, these Democrats been, by the way? I remember a couple of weeks ago saying Biden, excuse me, Obama, thinking about the old Biden-Bama administration, but Obama was the last Democrat to come out and endorse Joe Biden. But that's not true because then a few days later, um, we saw, who was it that came out next? I want to say, was it Elizabeth Warren that came out next? Because I had assumed that she had endorsed Biden. Now we've got Hillary. I, I had assumed that Hillary had already endorsed Biden for whatever sense that makes or for whoever cares about that. But anyway, she just comes out yesterday, literally at, at, at even a worse time. And so Tara Reid says that she's empowering sexual predators by endorsing Joe Biden. All these women, we've got Biden wanting to say, hey, it's time for a woman. I want to hear from women. Women haven't had... Um, a, a, a vital enough role in the leadership, the political leadership of this country. So I'm going to commit to you to pick a female vice presidential candidate. Democrats applaud and cheer. And I guess because he's done that, he's immune. He's immune from any charges. It's as though if he says that, if he says that, he's he's. it's impossible for anything in his past, uh, like Tara Reid is accusing him of, is, is is even remotely a possibility. It, it could not have happened because he's been a champion of women. You know, he can get up. In other words, what that means is he can go to the microphone or to the television cameras and he can say the right things uh, talking about empowering women. That's all that means. It means he can put on a show to talk about women. That's what it means. It doesn't mean that he can't sexually assault, assault them. What the heck is that? All about. I mean, of course he can do that. I'm not suggesting it's necessarily a conclusion that's logically necessary, but it's a possible solution. These people act like, oh, he's been a he's been a champion of women, so you know that's what we've got to go on here. He wants policies to be fair for women, um, so I don't even have to address, I guess, the charges of rape that have been brought against him. That can be substantiated in not not the actual event, but um, that this individual, Tara Reid, had shared the story with these folks decades ago. And there's a record of the phone call, again, to, um, to Larry King back in 1993. Anyway, one more thing I'll tell you about this. My favorite is a guy by the name of Ro Khanna. Ro Khanna, when, was, when he was asked about this, he said, look, uh, Biden picked Joe, or excuse me, Obama picked Joe Biden to be his vice presidential running mate back in 2008. That's really all I need. That's the, all the vetting I need. If, if Biden picked him and created the Biden-Obama administration, that's good enough for me. I guess I don't need any other vetting, any other questions. If there's an allegation, I'm just going to say, see... Obama um, picking Biden to be his VP. That's enough. He's he's innocent. He's exonerated. That's the evidence. Folks, these are the sorts of things people say. These are the sorts of arguments that exist when justice is completely and utterly avoided. And that's what they're doing here. And I have to take a time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. 
Welcome back. Didn't turn the mic on there. Welcome back. All right. I wanted to get this in first hour, even though I might have some, might have some more things to say about Tara Reid and, and what's uh, happening here, the comparison to Kavanaugh. But I want to play this. I have to play this. This is the reason I love to see Joe Biden as the candidate. Candidate for the Democrat Party. This is absolutely fantastic to me. Joe Biden yesterday um, being asked – CBS 4 News being asked about um, you know some of the things that Trump is doing with <clears throat> excuse me with um, coronavirus the economy some things he would be doing different and so forth Biden responds with this gem and this is up there for me as some of my favorite all-time Biden commentary here it is I would, I would get much more engaged in the world. We can't step back. If, in fact, for example, we solve the problem in the United States of America and you don't solve it in other parts of the world, you know what's going to happen. We're going to have – you're going to have travel bans. You're going to not be able to do – have have economic intercourse around the world. There's a lot <laughs> – look, when America goes alone when, – when America is first, it's America alone. All right. And- All right. Joe, be quiet. Economic intercourse. Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden – if he was president of the United States, would be focused on improving economic intercourse, folks. As I've said, look, I am on record as saying with this COVID-19 coronavirus, there's two sides to this. There's the health side and there's the economic side. These things, again, as I said earlier, they have to be dealt with simultaneously. It doesn't mean that one side has to be uh, you might have to slow one side down, as we have, to deal with the other side, but you can't ignore it, and that can't be a permanent solution. You've got to find a way, once you slow the spread of the health problem, to have the economy come roaring back. There's no pause button. There's going to be ramifications. So I've been talking about this two-sided coin. I forgot. I did not know that there's a third side of this. And that is the sexual health and wellness of the economy, economic intercourse. We have to let economies get together and procreate. We're going to have to do that. That's what Joe Biden says. And, folks, I think he's right. I think he's right. And, yeah, I mean, I know we got all sorts of things that come from that. We've got to have safe economic intercourse and all this sort of stuff that we got to deal with as a result of this. But let's start with allowing economies to have that intercourse and to procreate and Joe Biden's I don't even know what he was trying to say. I mean what what was he trying to say? Economic intercourse. Economic intercourse. This is one of my favorites of, of all time. So I've got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative, not bitter talk, where yes, we even talk about economic intercourse back in just a minute. back the program here is hour one of the program will be in the books here momentarily but i have to tell you i have to tell you that joe biden yes i know his ideas are bad for america yes i know his ideology bad news for america i know that his sidling up to the bernie sanders wing of the democrat party the socialists of the democrat party bad for america but 
But guys, his Bidenisms, his gaffes, his blunders are second to none. I am thoroughly entertained. I've got to wrap up here. Hour one, SDGC in a few.